Hello, listeners. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely going through a divorce or thinking about it. And if so, you are not alone. Over a million people get divorced in the United States every year. But we know that divorce can be an extremely complex and expensive process, especially if you have to hire a lawyer and spend a lot of time in court. And that's where Hello Divorce comes in. Hello Divorce is an online divorce platform that makes it easy and affordable to get a divorce yourself. With Hello Divorce, you can complete the entire divorce process online, in your own home, and at your own pace. They offer a variety of features to help you get through your divorce, including easy-to-use online forms and guides, a step-by-step walkthrough of the divorce process, and access to experienced divorce professionals for help and support. So if you're thinking about getting a divorce, I encourage you to check out Hello Divorce. The founder, Erin Levine, is a friend of mine, and I honestly admire what she has created with Hello Divorce so much. This platform is the change we need in the divorce industry. You can hear Erin explain more in her episode on the podcast entitled The FYI on DIY Divorce. I'll be sure to link to it in the show notes for you. So you can get more information, resources, and support at hellodivorce.com forward slash beyond. And if you use the code beyond, you'll get $100 off your service. So go to hellodivorce.com forward slash beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Nobody wants to be the one to break up with somebody who you know they're gonna, you're going to shatter them, right? Like nobody wants to be that. And you deserve to be happy. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host and listeners. It's the day. It's finally the day we have Kate Anthony on and she is here because her brand new book, her first book, but her brand new book, I'm going to introduce her as best-selling author because I know she is, Kate Anthony, the author of The D Word. And no, it's not that word. It's the divorce word. The D Word, Making the Ultimate Decision About Your Marriage. It just came out on the 26th of December. This episode, Happy New Year, everyone, is coming out on January 2nd. And Kate, are you having fun with your book coming out? So much fun. So much fun. It's, you know, it's a lot of work. It's also, you know, I'm incredibly grateful. You know, it's like the culmination of my life's work and, you know, over a decade of of doing this work. And I don't know. I don't know. My head's on sort of crooked, but yes, it's great. (laughs) Well, I I have been... (laughs) With you through the journey, you have to to write this book. Um, I was lucky enough um, to to be able to, to help a little bit mm-hmm. um, on some of the legal aspects, and I've read the book. I have a copy of it here. You all can't see it, but the, it, it is a must read. If you have friend, family, 
know anyone or if you are a person who is in that space and we know people are in that space for up to four or five years at a time of should I stay, should I go? This is this is Kate in writing. This is this is all of you know how much I value her and love her and and she's just the queen of communication. Everything that she's ever talked about on her show, my show it's in here and distilled down and and done so well, Kate. So I really want to, I know how hard this was. It's it's a lot of work to, to birth a book, baby. It is. It is. Congratulations. Thank so you. I'm so happy and proud for you. Uh, thank you, honey. I Listen, I, I value your friendship. Obviously, your, you know, as a, your collaboration as a work colleague, but more, more than anything, <laughs> I love our friendship. So... Um, but your support means everything, absolutely everything. Well, it's not hard to support you because you are, you truly are a star in what we do. And there's a reason why your podcast is the top divorce podcast in the world. And just I, I this book, I, I, honestly, folks, I've already told Kate, this is just, you know, should I stay or should I go? There's going to be a whole series. I can already see it. So get ready for <laughs> oh, more Kate. And she's sitting here going, I'm never writing another book. But I usually when I interview authors, obviously, I've read this book many times. I've, I've gotten down and dirty with the, the content. Um, usually when I interview an author, I, I'll pick a chapter and sort of hone in on a few tidbits in that because the idea, you know, is we can never talk about in a, in a podcast episode in 30 minutes, all of the wisdom and insights that you've managed to distill down into almost 300 pages. But what I thought I would do is there are actually some really pointed questions on the back cover of the book, right? So you know people, they're walking through the airport, they're standing in Barnes & Noble, or much more likely they're scrolling through Amazon, and they're like, should I get this book or not? And so these were some questions that I'm assuming your editor or somebody said, these are the questions that are going that are in people's minds that are answered in this book that they want to know the, the answers to. So what I thought I would do, I just sprung this on Kate, folks. I want to ask you these questions okay, and just get sort of that high level idea. Because again, we can't talk about it all in, in 30 minutes. But these are the questions that I know and you know people are struggling with if they're wondering if they should stay or if they should go. For sure. Yeah. And they are the issues and they are the questions that you're you're helping them with in the book. So let's let's dive in. Let's go with the first one, which I and I'll I'll be really transparent. I remember this one going going through my head so many times mm. as I went through the back and forth of should I stay or should I go? Can my marriage be saved? Mm. Yes. You know, how do I know? It's done. Yes, it, it, it is the question, right? I, I came up with this metaphor recently, and I think it's really, I think it's really relatable. It's like there, you're in the dark, and you know that there's a light switch on the wall that's gonna be the one that's gonna illuminate the whole room, and so you feel for the wall, and you find the light switch, and you turn it on, but that's not the one. And then you feel around the, and you realize, oh, there's another one, and you try that one. And that's not the one. And then you feel around and they're like a thousand light switches on this room. And you're, but you're sure, you're sure that one of them will do it, but you don't know which one, right? And at the end of the day, if you're turning on that many light switches, 
probably none of them are going to none of them do it right but you have this sense that i'm going to quit before i hit the the magic light switch that's going to change everything it's such a fallacy and it's so difficult right it's so hard like if you're asking this question if you are struggling that hard then it you know i'm not saying that your marriage is unsalvageable but if you're the only person who's trying to make it work who's willing to invest any work in changing any of the dynamics you can't be the only one right i don't want to say you're shit out of luck or you're you know but like the likelihood is that it's not going to work out if you are dealing with somebody with um, addiction issues mental health issues who is not willing right the the questions that need to be asked on on this are do they know they have a problem are they willing to seek help for that problem and are they actively seeking help for the problem if the answer up to any of those is no then you also have a very low likelihood of making this relationship work you could but you're going to have to check out of it in a way that you're going to have to redefine what it means to be in a relationship with this person um, and that's going to be emotionally distancing yourself a lot the the book is the answer really to this question i i i've been saying to people that by the end of this book you will have all of the information that you need to be able to answer this question. Should I stay or should I go? Including, is this relationship salvageable? By the end of the book, you'll have everything you need to know to be able to answer those questions. You may not be ready to answer those questions, and that's okay. Um, but you will have all the tools and you'll have all the information. And when you're ready, you'll be able to turn back to it and go, oh, all right, yeah, okay, I got it now. But to me, those are the those are the most important things. Like if there's if there's any form of abuse or anything like that, that is not a reason to go to couples therapy. I want you to protect yourself. Couples therapy is contraindicated for abuse because abuse is not a relationship or communication problem. It is an abuser's problem, and nothing you do is going to change that. Um, so, you know, can it be saved? Maybe. But you need to do some, there's a lot of uncovering <laughs> to be done, right? Right. Right. And that's what the book does so yeah. beautifully, as you just said, right? The book has the questions and the conversations in it. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about the book. It's like talking to Kate um, because you you speak from your own, your voice yes. shines out of yes. this book. This wasn't written. You'll know, folks, that it was not written by a ghostwriter. Oh, God, no. It was written by oh, God, Kate. No. It was <laughs> because it's so clearly me. your voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it comes through in every page and every word. Can my marriage be saved? You know, I, I know people are struggling with that, and that's probably why they will pick up the yeah. book. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I think it's a really important thing for people to know that you'll have the information, but critical that you you may not be ready to process it. It takes, it took me a couple of years. It takes some people longer. It takes some people shorter. Mm -hmm. But another question that we hear people asking themselves all the time, and this is because I think people think, the end of a marriage is when someone does something really horrible. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're just, and, and you've mentioned abuse or, or there's adultery or there's, there's something that's happened. But often, more often than people I think really understand or realize, it's just 
that people are very unhappy. And I think the question is, it's my life's not so bad. Why am I so unhappy? Mm-hmm. Right. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. What, what? He's not that bad. He's a nice guy. There are two ways to answer this. There are two answers to this. Because very often people say he's a really nice guy. He's just blah, 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 blah. He's a great dad. He just has rage issues. Right. And so I'll sort of get underneath these things. Okay. Well, what do you mean by he's a great guy? Right. Like, tell me more. And very often when they tell me more, I'm like, is the bar that low? Really? Is the bar that low? Um, because very often he doesn't sound like such a great guy to me, right? Like, but we have normalized all sorts of crazy things in our marriages. And so there's that answer. The other answer is if you, and the the first part of the book really goes into this in depth and detail. If you do like, is it, is it you? Like, are there other stresses in your life? Are you antsy? Are you, is this a really healthy relationship, but you don't actually know what a healthy relationship is supposed to look and feel like. And you healthy relationships bore you to tears, right? There's all these things that are, that are possible. And so I want you to do the work on yourself in individual therapy and by following the exercises that are laid out in the first part of the book so that you can really uncover whether or not it's just you being antsy and he is a great guy and there's nothing wrong. Or if he really is just a great guy, but he's not your great guy, it's that's awful, right? Nobody wants to be the one to break up with somebody who you know they're gonna you're gonna shatter them, right? Like nobody wants to be that. And you deserve to be happy. This is your life. And if this relationship isn't for you, that's okay. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. It's, you know, demoralizing and all of the things and it's not okay. It feels awful, but it's also okay. You get to choose. You get to live your life for yourself. Your one wild and beautiful life. You only get the one. You only get the one. And, you know, this is it. And, and people say, but, oh, but what about my kids? You know, because my, my children are like, they're, you know, I'm going to disrupt my entire, my children's entire, like, I'm going to disrupt this whole thing. I'm going to destroy my family because I'm not happy. Well, yeah, because the relationship blueprint that you're handing to your kids matters. And when your kids watch you be unfulfilled and miserable, they're going to learn that their own personal happiness isn't an, isn't enough, isn't worthwhile, is it right? And while you're thinking about them and 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 sort of putting their needs and everything ahead of your own in this moment, you're actually doing the opposite in the long run. Because yeah. this is what they're you're training them to stay. You're training them to stay in a relationship that doesn't that doesn't serve them in their in their futures, and that's just really it's devastating to think about. Oh, it is. I mean, well, and one thing that you just said, right? You deserve to be happy, and he's not. He, you know, it is heartbreaking, yeah. right? So, sometimes you're just married to the wrong person. That's right. Who's not, he's a great guy, but he's not your guy. You know who else deserves to be happy? He does, right? Right. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. And, and you're and you don't love him. 
doesn't he deserve to be with someone who thinks he's like the bee's knees and who goes wild and gaga over him? There's somebody out there for him that you're keeping him from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's so potent. And and you've talked about the kids. That is what the next question on the back cover here. And this one, you I, I, I know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. We've talked about this all the time, but we still hear this all the time, all the time, all the time. Should I stay married for my kids? No, please don't. <laughs> it's a one word answer. Folks. It's a one word answer. Like, first of all, please don't put that kind of pressure on your children, right? Like, oh my God, you know, they're going to grow up and be like, she stayed miserable for me. I don't want, you know, and by the way, everything that you think that you're hiding and that you're being covert about, like, they feel it. They know it. They hear it. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about kids, but their ears are bionic. <laughs> Very much. And so are their intuitions. And yeah. they know everything and they feel everything. Even if you're like tag team parenting and satelliting each other and sort of like, you know, one of you is taking the kids here while you're doing this. like, And you guys are literally like hardly ever together. And and this is a family. Well, what kind of family do you right. think your kids are going to create when they grow up? Because this is family. This is normal. It's not normal. It's not okay. If there is toxicity. But the one thing to know is that divorce doesn't screw up kids. Toxicity can screw up your kids. Whether that's in divorce or in marriage. If there's an intact family, like an intact family isn't the be-all end-all. It's a happy intact family (laughs) that we want right or a happily divorced family so we just want to keep the toxicity out of it in the relationship or in the divorce and it's very hard because you know i i lucked out right i was married to someone who was a terrible husband to me a terrible husband but when we got divorced he was a he was great Right. Like he just sort of like put the, you know, put the sword down and was like, all right, what do we got to do now? And he was really focused on our son. And we were both really focused on putting Emmett in the middle of every decision that we made. But I lucked out. And I don't think you ever know what you're going to get. I mean, you know, you can predict sometimes, but I have a friend right now going through divorce. Her husband is the nicest guy has been the nicest guy forever, not her guy, very misaligned values and all of the things, but like a good human. And he is making her life a living hell, putting cameras in the living room to like trying to catch her. And I don't even know, like, I don't know where he's getting his advice from, but he's, he's trying to turn the kids against her. There's so much happening. And I would never, ever in a million years have called that. Never. So there are things that you can do to try to prevent the toxicity from happening. But also, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw. And by the way, even if only one person is not toxic, your kids will be okay. Staying in a marriage to mitigate abuse or like, you know, run interference is is a terrible idea because what you're doing is condoning it. And you're keeping them in it 24-7. If you give your, right. your kids a safe place to land, 
even if it's only 50% of the time, you're giving them, you're giving them the gift of perspective. You're giving them the idea that like, oh, I feel this way in this house and I feel differently in this house. I see. And then they get to choose what feels right for them. You're also giving them their central nervous systems a place to come and decompress, right? If you're in toxicity 24-7, you are in fight or flight all the time. And so are your kids. And that's not fair. So no, that's my that's my soapbox. And it, <laughs> no, well, but it, it it's probably one of the most important messages for parents mm-hmm. um, because we know that when parents it, it's, it's it's statistically even harder for parents to decide to divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, people who don't have children some, you know, say that it's easier to make that decision. That was not a something I had to worry about right. when I was considering getting divorced, right? Yeah. It just makes things different. Yeah. But the number one thing that parents think of the minute they're getting divorced, the first thing they start Googling is, is, is divorce going to screw up my kids? Yes, that's right. And it's so important for them to hear all those things you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, the one that really resonates for me, uh, because I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it quite that way, is when you stay in an abusive relationship so that you sa- can protect your kids from that abuse, you're subjecting them to 24-7 being mm-hmm. in the midst of the abusive relationship. I'd never actually heard someone say that quite that eloquently. Even if you're giving them a safe place to land 50% of the time, that's 50%. Of, you know, we know the power of one. Our friend Christina McGee talks about the children having the power of one parent who is that safe haven. So should you stay married for your kids? One word answer, everyone. Nope. hello amazing listeners as we're navigating the complexities of divorce and beyond together i've noticed how many of you are not just seeking personal growth but are also passionate entrepreneurs and business-minded individuals and that's why i want to introduce you to my other podcast the make money mediating podcast On Make Money Mediating, I dive into the world of business and entrepreneurship. It's a space where I share insights and strategies on how you can thrive in your professional life, especially if you're interested in the field of mediation or law, but really if you are a business person seeking success in any field. Each episode is packed with tips, stories, and bits of wisdom to help you grow your business and make an impact. So if you're someone who loves divorce and beyond, and you're looking to expand your business acumen or explore the world of mediation, the Make Money Mediating Podcast is your next must listen. Join me there after this episode, and let's continue our journey of growth and success together. Stay tuned for more from Kate Anthony as she answers those questions that people ask when they are deciding whether they should stay or go. Insights from her brand new book, The D Word, making the ultimate decision about your marriage. You have clear communication with boundaries and trust and consent. Healthy relationships should have curiosity, right? We should not feel like we know everything about our partner all the time. 
If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out the special two-part episode featuring celebrity divorce attorney Christopher Melcher, who shares insider tips from his experiences with high-profile divorces to help you in your journey. We have a system where you put on your case according to what you say happened, and I put on my case according to what I say happened, and the judge determines what the facts are. Whether they're true or not doesn't matter in you know, absolute sense. It matters what the judge believed is true. And now we return to today's show. I love this question because I would really like to know if you know this, <laughs> this one. So, Kate... What does a healthy relationship even look like? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Susan. (laughs) So the thing that I, I actually have a healthy relationship checklist in the book. And the thing that I want people to think about is not just what it, you know, because so so often we're looking at the other person and we're trying to decide like, if is, is what they're doing good? Is it bad? Is it, you know, whatever. What I want you to do is I want you to think about what, you are how you feel how do you feel in this relationship do you feel emotionally safe in your relationship are you do you feel safe to express yourself completely and fully i sure didn't in my marriage i'll tell you what absolutely not do you feel safe to express your feelings do you feel safe to express your concerns about the relationship Like as soon as you bring something up, is it, does your partner go, Oh my God. Okay. We need to talk about that. Let's, we need to work on that because if one person in the relationship is unhappy, the relationship is unhappy, right? Does your partner agree with that statement (laughs) or do they say, well, that's your problem. I'm fine. Do you feel free to go out with your friends whenever you want without repercussions? Do you feel that you have privacy and space? Do you feel that your partner encourages you, right? Like, it's really like, how do you feel in this relationship? I have a healthy relationship checklist in the book. So I do, it does go down the list of what a healthy relationship should look and feel like. Um, But really, you should feel the relationship, a healthy, in a healthy relationship, you have autonomy. You have freedom. You feel respected. You, there's interdependence. There's reciprocity. There's respect for your privacy. There's respect for your autonomy going out. Like, right. It like you have clear communication with boundaries and trust and consent. Healthy relationships should have curiosity right? We should not feel like we know everything about our partner all the time. So yes, I can answer that question, Susan. I, I hope yes, I've, I hope I've done, done that I well. Like that. <laughs> I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm sitting over here and I'm going, oh, check, check, check. check, check. So check. I'm feeling pretty good about my relationship. <laughs> David should be feeling pretty happy right now. Well, so. I could have told you that. <laughs> we love David. <laughs> we do love David. But but I do think that that is a really important factor for so many people because you know, it goes back to that question that we asked earlier, why am I so unhappy or I just want to be happy? We hear people say that all the time and they're expecting a relationship to make them happy. Uh-huh, right. Right? That, that's that, right. that's, you know, the two are tied together. A healthy relationship mm-hmm. 
isn't necessarily going to make you happy, but it's not going to make you unhappy. You know, does that make sense? A hundred percent. And that's sort of the interdependence piece, right? Is that like, right. there should be interdependence, which means that you are two fully formed, healthy humans who have chosen a life together. And you kind of cycle in and out of that life, right? Like I think about, let's say, let's take you and David, for example, if if I may, right? Yes. You each have fully thriving, busy careers. But when he has like work events and work trips in phenomenal places like the Caymans or Los Angeles, you go with him, right? Like you go with them because why not? But your partners, right? You show up to the dinners and whatever you have to do because you're his partner, but you have not given up your career and your life in order to do so, nor would he ever ask you to, right? No. And it becomes a conversation. I'm guessing, hey, I've got this thing on this date. Would that work for you? As opposed to, I've got this thing on this date. You better be there. You know, this is the interdependence piece, right? You are fully formed as a human. You are each fully formed humans who choose to come together. That's very different from, by the way, independence. Interdependence is different from independence, right? Because we don't want too much separation. You still need to come blend together as a couple, as a union in the relationship. You both have to show up in the relationship to make it work. When you've got two independent people, you're kind of the, you know, where is the coming together? Well, and you use the word that I think is so critical in a relationship is partnership. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? It is a, a true partner. And that doesn't mean, you know, people are always talking about a 50-50 partnership or an equal partnership. That's not actually how it, it works, I don't think. I don't think it, so either. It's more a... Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's 80 person. 20 and sometimes right as long yeah. as that ba- as long as the balance is constantly shifting and like it works out in the wash right yeah but like in most relationships let's say one person's gonna have more money than the other one week and like you know oh okay you know like whatever right but it comes out it works out in the wash so there is a definition folks of a healthy relationship I think there there's another little factor here that goes to if you are asking if your relationship is healthy probably some sort of indication that you're not feeling that it is that's right that's right, right? if you're so asking the question that is a red flag yeah mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you cover a lot of of those in here and i i think this i'm i'm going to wrap it up with the this last question because i know for so many, especially women, you, you, the book is written from the perspective for, for women, you know, and, and it's written, it's very eloquent. You actually were just on the show um, during November uh, talking because I wanted to highlight all of the training that you've had as a victim's advocate and mm-hmm. on um, domestic violence and domestic abuse because you, you're very, you know, educated and, and versed in that. And But a question we hear women asking so often is, is this actually abuse? Does this count? I, I have a hard time thinking of things counting as abuse, but does this count as abuse? And this might be another one where if you're thinking it might be abuse. Yeah, probably it is. But here's the thing, like we want validation, right? It's really hard for us to, anyone 
um, to identify, to self-identify as a victim of abuse or domestic violence. Like it's really, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. Um, you know, we think that victims look a certain way, act a certain way, come from a certain socioeconomic uh, uh, class, like all of the things, right? And I think you're right. If you're asking the question, that might be a red flag. The red flag that I hear so often in this question is, is this abuse? I think what the real question that they're asking is, is this a good enough reason for me to want to leave my marriage? And if you're asking that question, yes, it is because you're not happy. You There's something really off here. And if it does rise to the level of abuse, you know, I think sometimes women want to know if it's abuse because they want to then go back to their partner and be like, by the way, what you're doing, it's abuse. And if you love me, surely you don't want to abuse me. So like, I mean, I did that, right? I was like, wait, but look, here's the definition and that's what you're doing. So like, obviously you don't want to do that, right? So like, you'll stop, right? Trust me, (laughs) that is a road to nowhere. You know, then you've just like dropped an atom bomb in a sense, like right now there's this buzzword. All they're going to do is be like no abuser in the history of the world ever said, oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) I'll change. I will stop. That's abusive behavior. What? At the end of the day, their definition of love is not the definition is not a healthy op. First of all, it's not love, right? They're interested in power and control, not love. And it's really hard for us to wrap our brains around the fact that that's, I'm not saying he doesn't love you or she doesn't love you. That's not what I'm saying. Very often, someone who's this abusive is actually not capable of love, right? And so that's really hard to wrap your brain around. But at the end, but really, you're operating from two very different definitions and perspectives of what a relationship is and what your role in this relationship is. And, you know, for the most part, someone who's abusing you, they believe that your role in the relationship is to uh, conform and to uh, allow them to dominate you. Whereas you are probably seeking partnership and unity and, you know, emotional connection. Somebody who's abusing you is actually not interested in that. No matter how much they say they are, by the way, they're not. They're using that as a tool to be able to dominate and control you. And it's very hard. It is. It, it's very hard. And it's it's actually, you are in different galaxies, the two of you. You are coming at this relationship and it, it's 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 like Alice's through the looking That's glass. right. They are on a complete other side of that mirror. And, and it's so hard. Yeah, I, lo- I love the way you say it is. It's hard to get wrap your head around. It is. You're thinking of everything through your own Through your lens. lens. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you and have to put on a completely different filter, which is power and control as opposed to and, partnership and love. Which is not where you're likely coming from, no. which is how you got into that relationship in the first exactly. place. Exactly. 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 And yeah. it's just, oh, it's so tragic. But, you know, it, it's really hard to wrap your head around. And that's why I've devoted like a few chapters in the book to this whole thing, because I really want people to understand 
A lot of times people are looking for the answers and the labels in order to help their partners understand. And what I ask you ask in the book is that actually you're the one who needs to understand. Yeah. N- not them, you. And that's the hard I mean that's the hardest part. Trust me, it's the hardest part. It's the only pathway to freedom. Well, and it goes to, I think, something that you said earlier in this, your answer to this question, Kate, which I think is really important for the listeners to hear is that it's very hard to self-identify as a victim. Mm -hmm. And so the question provides the, the answer provides the validation. Right. That's right. You know, I have heard Amy Palacco was on recently in November as well. And I remember her saying when her therapist said to her, that is abuse. You need to go to a woman's shelter right, you know, right now you, she, she said in that moment, it was so incredibly freeing for her right. that someone else identified that and for it's her. like when someone says when you're like there's a problem there's a problem there's a problem and someone else goes not only is there a problem it's a really big problem you're like oh 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 wait you want oh it's such a big problem that i have to you want me to go to a shelter oh it is it is like it's first of all it's terrifying but also validating right like right like I, oh, I haven't I'm not felt crazy. safe. I'm not crazy. Not only am I not safe, like I'm really not safe, <laughs> you know, like, and it's, and this person believes me and this yeah. person supports mm-hmm. me. That's right. There's so much to that. So much to yeah. it. And so, so that question, much. yes, just one more of those questions that you actually do answer or provide the, the road to the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this book is, everybody, right? It is. It is the road to the path to the 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 way for you to work through what you've probably been working through for so long mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. But it's to get you to the end of that road, yes, so that you can make the ultimate decision about your marriage. And I do want to say, there's no predetermined end to this book. The Kate did not write this book from the. If you're reading this book, your marriage is over. <laughs> So please. Be terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, and, no, but it wasn't. It's very no. much not that. And and so I want to encourage people that understanding that if any of these questions that we've just talked about or any questions about the viability of your relationship are are dancing around in your head. Mm-hmm. That this is the and and it doesn't have to be by the way a marriage. I, I would say any relation. We know you know less people are getting married every year these days, right? But many many people are entering into relationships. Mm-hmm. This is this is the book that is going to help you find in yourself where those answers are, and that's what's so wonderful about it. And that's why I'm grateful that you wrote it. It's the book. I will tell you, divorce attorney colleagues out there. Oh God, yes, thank you. You know. Right. You know, we get those people who come into our office all the time and and are what I call divorce curious. (laughs) Right. They want to know about divorce. They want to know what it looks like. They have questions, but they don't know if they want to get divorced. And frankly, they don't teach us that in law school. We do not know how to help you figure out that question, the answer to that question. Have some of these in your office, folks. Have some of Kate's book in your office. Please do. If you are a person who's got a friend who's going through this, 
and they're constantly calling you and you don't know what to tell them because you didn't learn this in school or you don't know the answers for them. This is really the question that people need to answer for themselves. That's right. Um, You can't answer it for someone else. So get Kate's book. And and Kate, how can they get the book? (laughs) Why, thank you, Susan. So the book is available everywhere. Everywhere books are sold. This is the short answer. I also have a page on my website, kateanthony.com slash D word in uh, on which I have some suggestions for perhaps how to order the book a little bit more surreptitiously because this is not the kind of book that a lot of people want to have sitting in their Amazon shared Amazon order history. Um, so if you share an Amazon account with the person that you are divorce curious about, you're probably not going to want this showing up in your Kindle, Audible, Amazon cart order history. So I have some ideas on my site of how you can buy it in other ways that will not set off the the alarms. (laughs) It reminds me of all the times I went to like cocktail parties or social events and people would be like, um, oh, do you have a card? And it would say, you know, attorney and and family law specialist or whatever. And they're like, Oh, I don't want this laying around my house. Right. That's right. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So same thing. This is, did you ever, did, did you pick a cover? Have you done the contest? Yes. That. As of recording, I think I, we, we don't have a final yet. Although I do think I know which one. Well, I know what the early runner was. We did a fake cover contest in which people submitted titles for a book they thought their husband would never in a million years pick up. The four finalists are, one is Stitch Please, which I just love. So there's Stitch Please, How I Crocheted My Way Back to Life, a memoir. Then there's A Swifty's Guide to Daily Affirmations. We have The Curse of the Corset, The Ongoing Quest to Shape Women. And then (laughs) one of my favorites, which is Instruction Manual. (laughs) <laughs> so because we know they'll never a man is never gonna pick that book up right so so these are the ones right as of my last checking stitch please how i crocheted my way back to life um was the number one but again i don't know if that's true uh, now but by the time this airs we will have chosen the winner and it will actually be available <laughs> My so publisher is amazing. Go to the webpage. Yeah, my publisher is yes. amazing. Go to the webpage. And they they are actually making this fake cover for us. So <laughs> I, I am so excited about this. We talked about it in the episode in November that you were doing the contest. Right. I absolutely love that you did it. And and I, I might be voting for Stitch Please <laughs> myself, I think. Though, but they're all hysterical. So yeah. um, trust me. See, this is Kate has thought of everything. I've tried. So... She has really this is this is a comprehensive book right down to the the fake cover folks. So please go get a copy. Ha- my colleagues out there, please have some extras in your office. This is please. the book yep. that is going to make you feel like you actually can help those people who come in and are divorce curious. And Kate, thank you for for sharing with my my listeners yet again. Your episodes are all in my top 10 as always because they love you. I love you and I love the book. I'm so delighted that this you're you've had your first book baby and um, I can't <laughs> wait for more. 
Thank you, Susan. I love and adore you. You are the best and just such an incredible, supportive friend and colleague. And I just couldn't ask for more. And I adore you. Thank you. Always here <laughs> for you and for all that you do for our mutual you know, audience and listeners, because they, this is, you know, this is truly, we're, we're laughing at times through this episode. Kate and I are such good friends. We can't help ourselves, but this is, we know this is a very serious topic yeah. for people. And there's honestly, there's no one that is going to help you more than Kate can help you with this question. So go, go and get the book, everyone, the D word. Thanks, Kate. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.